Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you for joining us. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. We also have a website we'd love for you to go to. It is thehousinghour.com. Check out all of our shows, past shows. You can share them with friends and family. And we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash thehousinghour on Twitter at the housing hour we would love for you to go there as well um mark has uh, put together a real outstanding guest today a show that i think you guys are going to really enjoy hearing about and uh the topic is of course one of international consequence and uh we have on the show today alan panel uh alan is with uh loyal uh, sorry lincoln memorial university um he is the director of business analytics um, but that's sort of his day job, I guess you would say. Um, he's got some other stuff that, that we're going to talk about today. Um, he's in the Rotary of Knoxville. That's the Rotary that he's a part of and where he really does a lot of his uh, stewardship and, and other things that uh, are important to him, which have little to nothing to do with like the secular world or what's going on out there in the politics and all of those things. So first of all, Alan, thank you for joining us. Well, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Absolutely. Well, the Rotary is near and dear to my heart because my grandfather was in the Rotary. Um, we have always had that piece of our life and and, and he was uh, very involved growing up. And when I remember um, hearing stories and just in Oak Ridge in general is one of those uh, cities that had a lot of community involvement yes. and that sort of rubbed off on certainly my mom and myself and others in the family. But why don't we do this first? Because I want to know a little bit about you. Tell me just a little bit about yourself. Um, where, where are you from? And just give me sort of the highlights. I read your resume and it's pretty amazing all of that you've accomplished in such a short period of time. But go ahead and just tell me a little well, bit about yourself. Well, thank you. I like to joke. I have six million frequent flyer miles on Delta, and I've only made it a half a block from where I grew up. <laughs> um, I, I grew up in, in Knoxville, went to Tyson Junior High and West yeah. High School and, and UT. I, I took my first class at UT in 1979, and I finally graduated in 2015. <laughs> I love it. Um, and uh so i'm a I, I you're a real millennial <laughs> I, I am i i, I bleed orange uh, i i got uh and uh and so um i had the good fortune i, I worked a couple of years out in oak ridge made, mm-hmm. um there's nuclear parts uh sitting in silos somewhere i had something to do with let's hope mm-hmm. we don't find out how well i did yeah um and then uh, i got to uh do uh, consulting for about 20 years and uh, travel the world and, and work with companies like Harley Davidson, Coke and Pepsi and Kraft and Kellogg's. And mm. that was a lot of fun. And then I, I tried to get off of airplanes. And uh, so I taught the last 10 years at UT analytics and the last couple of years at Lincoln Memorial, I started their business analytics program. Very nice. That's very interesting. Um, wh- when you consulted, and I read all the things that you had done and some of your accomplishments, um, this is totally off topic, but just t- it speaks more about who you are and, and how you look at the world. Um, when you go into that type of relationship, 
you know, you have a lot of not animosity is not really the right, right word, but there's there's fear associated with that initial relationship. Maybe not from the people who hired you, but the people who you'll be directly working with. How, how is it? How do you approach that so that it's it's a very non-combative, um, you know, initial impression? And because you really need their buy-in to make what you're suggesting really work. Well, that's an excellent question that you yeah. didn't tell me you were going to ask. Sorry. But no, no, that's okay. That's a great question. Yeah. Uh, you know what's funny? The answer is Tyson Junior High School. Wow. Um, going to Tyson Junior High School at a time, I don't, well, of course, it's, it's an office building now, but mm. at a time where it was a melting pot of people from all walks of life, all races, all colors, uh, rich, poor, skinny, you know, you, you name it, um, that's where a lot of us learn to get along with people. Mm-hmm. and um, communicate with people from different backgrounds. Um, and I, as, as I went in and did what you described the first time, met with a group of workers in Pennsylvania making motorcycles uh, or whatever the case may be, um, that, that experience, I think, you know, made the difference. Mm. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if I get any credit. I just went, I just showed up for school. Right. Well, <laughs> because I've always been interested as we've had consultants come and, you know, we have hired consultants and just seeing how they operate. There's so, sort of an, an, a unique blend um, of ways that they go about doing it. And I just thought it was interesting in your um, career. You've had so much success. Just that's a whole other show really is your consulting success and the companies that you've worked with. I mean, these are name brand companies and, you know, helping people overcome obstacles and um, in the medical industry and in the health industry, um, helping people go from having very low success rates to very high success rates. And that just takes a real, I guess, leader to help to do that. And, and, and it's not just being the leader, like you came in and you gave people, sh- you know, leadership, you know, training as far as what the company's doing and how you see it from your perspective, but also um, really arming them with the tools. And I just think it's an incredible. Do you still consult? I, I do occasionally. Yeah. Um, uh, it's fun. It, it keeps me fresh, keeps me, you know, if you get in the classroom for too long, you forget what it's like, you know, quote the real world right and i I don't want to do that so yeah and so that's fun and i've always um you know management always hires me Mm -hmm. but i tend to work with the rank and file to solve problems and and, uh i I get to you know it's kind of fun to talk frank to management Mm -hmm. because they end up usually being the problem (laughs) and uh to get get paid to tell somebody they're the problem that's kind of fun yes (laughs) i love it i love it that's great oh that's wonderful well and let me ask you when did you get your phd wasn't it recently yeah uh, december 2015 yeah yeah Um, Yeah, because he he graduated, you know, of course, I'm sure. Yeah, I I remember seeing that on Facebook, but I just couldn't remember the name. Yeah. Well, I was also thinking about, um, you know, when you look at what truth is, like we all have, unfortunately, our different interpretations, I guess, of what truth is. But being that you're a uh, professor or, you you know, you teach, right? Yes. um, I always found teaching or my teachers of interest because they really made you think. Like you wanted to get outside of the box. You didn't want to just go with the status quo, what you thought was truth. You wanted to really investigate and, um, you know, challenge what everyone said the truth is, because then you can come to real, you know, facts, you know, and base decisions upon that, you know, and I think that that's an interesting, uh, 
profession that you're in because of the things that you're doing internationally. And you, like you said, even 70% of what the Rotary is doing is, is right here in our backyard. But how have you been able to use what you do for your day job to help with your other you know, activities? Well, that's interesting. I'm a statistician, mm-hmm. so that's, that's my training. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a numbers guy, scientific method, mm-hmm. uh, facts. Um, and, you know, I think if we can, and let's don't talk politics, but mm-hmm. maybe in, generically, yeah. if, if we can agree on the facts, we might disagree on what to do with them. Mm-hmm. But if we can't agree on the facts, we're, we're a long way from, from progress, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so, and that's really what I did in consulting is, is find the data to define the problem and find the cause and, and come up with solutions. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, um, you know, the, 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 uh, the act of teaching and trying to interest people in something, I, I guess is, uh, uh, similar a little bit to what we, we do in rotary when we're trying to, uh, work with, uh, people around the world to do projects mm-hmm. and, uh, and those projects got to be successful. So that requires data and information and facts as, as well. Yeah. Cause I, I see it as being, um, almost a great training ground for what you're doing now in a lot of ways, because, you know, uh, being able to identify like what the problem is and not just like guess at it, but be able to have real proof and real, you know, trending data that can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that this is the way that it's going, whether or not this ultimately is the right answer. It's very clear. This is the trajectory of the data. And then being able to, really commit to whatever the solution is and, and know that you've done it for the right reasons. And, and like you can wake up in the morning and say, I'm doing the right thing because this is what the data is telling me. And then you can exhaust yourself and just pour yourself into it. And is, is that sort of what drives you in, in some ways that you well, know what the problem is? We might make a statistician out of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yes. Well, and, and if you think about any kind of problem solving, if you have data and you have a team of people committed and working together to solve that problem, mm. A, you, you tend to get better answers. Mm-hmm. And even if you get a slightly worse answer, you get better implementation mm. because people are committed to the idea. Right. And so you put all that together. I, um, I, I've done some projects where, you know, the, the CEO will say, can you do this? And my answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of the you know, all consultants say yes because, you know, they want a job answer, right. but it's really just trusting in the process. Right. That if, if we follow that process and the scientific method and data, we'll, we'll get to the best answer that can be obtained. So uh, the, my experience have, experiences have given me that confidence. Yeah, well, that's good stuff. Well, we're going to coming to a, the conclusion of the first segment, so we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages. continues helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it again kevin ray welcome back into the housing hour again this is kevin ray with mark griffith executive producer and co-host thank you for joining us we are thankful to have today in studio uh 
is you're you're a doctor, so doctor panel. Oh, I guess okay. would be the. I, I, I've only been a doctor for two years, so I, right. that's fine. <laughs> All right, well, that's fine. Hey, doctor's a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we've been talking uh, with uh, Alan, as, as as we'll call him, um, a little bit about what you know, he does and how he does it. And it's interesting. Statisticians, um, I think have a lot of answers to some of the real important questions that pose our nation and our world. Um, and there's a lot of, uh, I think stigma that goes. And also I think maybe even some labels that people give, you know, different groups and statisticians, you know, might have a label of, well, yeah, they're important, but how important, you know, but they're very important because, um, what comes out of a statistician's sort of work is truth and also um, maybe even gives you a little bit of a, a, a strategic vision if you can really read the data with, with, with the truth in mind. So well, this, I, I do yeah. want to point out yeah, yeah. With, with big data and all that, two mm-hmm. years ago, we were, were voted the sexiest profession. Nice. So I, I, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. truth right there. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love that. Well, you know, we all put, have labels put on us. You know, the mortgage industry got a bunch of labels, and mm. now we're not wearing those labels anymore, which we're thankful for. But um, sexiest profession is one that we've never had. No, That's I don't a, think so. We'll, no, I think radio host, or I mean, not host, but actually producer, <laughs> may be in line next. But um, So you have this rotary relationship that you've been in for a long time. You also work at LMU, correct? Correct. And your rotary um, piece. That's what we're here to talk about, and we haven't actually dove in yet. But um, your all's uh, vision. Tell me what your vision is. Number one, and then we'll go from there. Okay, What's well, the vision of your all's group? Well, of course, Rotary is an international um, organization mm-hmm. founded a little over a hundred years ago uh, in, in Chicago. There's thirty five thousand clubs around the world, mm-hmm. one point two million people. Um, I've attended meetings in South Africa, Zimbabwe, Hong Kong, Argentina, Japan. And, and you walk in a, one of those meetings with your rotary pin on, and you, you automatically feel at home. You know mm. that you're with business people who are committed to a slogan of service above self. Mm. And uh, every meetings, even within Knoxville, the seven clubs might run their meetings slightly different, but there'll be commonalities. Um, we uh, have what we call the four-way test. That'll be read at every meeting. Um, uh, is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it be- build goodwill and better friendships? And will it be beneficial to all concerned? So you, you know what to expect. Mm. Um, so Rotary, um, their vision um, is that, that elusive um, uh, question you, you get in the beauty contest about world peace, mm-hmm. you know, bringing people together and making a, a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, our Rotary Club, the Rotary Club of Knoxville, uh, that I've been a member of for, I think, 15 years and mm-hmm. last year was president, um, is uh, 100 years old. Oldest mm-hmm. service organization in Knoxville, wow. and um, we, uh, you know, w- we come together every week and have a speaker, and we have uh, thirty-six um, uh, subcommittees, committees that work on various projects, mm-hmm. and um, the the you know the theme. I don't know if there's some clubs pick a general theme. We do a lot of things from. Uh, scholarships. Uh, uh, we gave three scholarships away last week to full scholarships to uh, college to three local high school kids. Mm, that's awesome. And uh, we we award teacher of the year award, peace award. Um, we've helped local uh, elementary schools build libraries. 
We um, maintain uh, certain areas, Smoky Mountains. Our first president of the Rotary Club of Knoxville was David Chapman mm. uh, of Chapman, Chapman Highway. Highway and oh. founder of the Smokies. Cool. So we've got a lot, wow. of, a lot of history there. Um, so probably 70, 80% of our money and time uh, are projects like that uh, in Knoxville. But we also um, do international projects. Mm-hmm. And Rotary is an international organization. And, um, you know, ultimately, if you're going to, get that world peace, um, you know, probably the best way to do it is get to know people around the world. Yeah. Well, and also one of your past presidents, uh, uh, Sergeant, uh, Bill Sargent, yes. um, was sort of one of the leaders of helping to eradicate polio from the world, which is such an astounding statement. Um, how was it just so that we can let people who are listening yeah. know that's a pretty big goal, right? Yes. <laughs> um, and, and I won't get all the numbers right. Um, the uh, If you crutch park and downtown knoxville is mm-hmm. a statue of of bill Sargent, mm-hmm. um and uh he he was responsible for all of rotary international mm. uh the fundraising and organizing efforts i think starting in the 80s to eradicate polio and however many uh, this number i'll have wrong but tens of thousands probably of polio cases still around the world then mm-hmm. and there might be 10 this year we're very wow. very close it gives me chill bumps yeah to, to totally eradicating polio and and uh the world health organizations uh, have obviously play a role but rotary if you if you just google eradicating polio rotary is going to come up as a, one of the two three top players in that arena i mean that is really amazing and and that really sets the stage i think for what you guys have done and are doing internationally because it's important to remember that obviously rotary it's a hand it's not a handout it's a hand up yes um very similar to other organizations but also you focus 80 percent of your your activities locally but this international piece is interesting to me because what happens internationally affects us also nationally um but there's a there's really a lack of water on on the on the world scene and and we take such for granted the fact that i can go right down here to the water fountain and drink it as long as i wanted to i could stand there for hours and days and that water is not going to stop but there's many nations, many places on the continent of Africa, for instance, that you're focusing this, this one of your many projects where there's just there's just not the available water for the livestock and so forth. Talk a little bit about why that became a focus for your all's group. Well, uh, water is one of the six main goals of Rotary International around the world. Okay. So that that each club thinks about water related projects, mm-hmm. whether they're local or international. We. We do a lot of projects in Thailand with whale, wells and, and other things. Um, this particular project we're going to talk about, um, it, it encompasses water, but it also encompasses how rotary works. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, one way or another, you get a connection around the world. Ours was we have one of our members was born in Zimbabwe and has connections. And, and uh, so it all starts. We, some of us, about 10 of us flew over mm-hmm. to Zimbabwe and spent a week and met Rotarians. There's a couple of Rotary Clubs in Zimbabwe and met Rotarians there and broke bread and got to know Mm -hmm. them and sightsee. And then they would, we'd attend their meetings. They would show us projects that that they are doing. Um, And then, you know, we ask if we can help. Um, We don't suggest anything. We we don't pick projects for anybody else. If, uh, If they have something that interests them, then they let us know. And that one of the ones they wanted us to look at was rebuilding a dam. And um, I got to tell you, when they first said it, 
um, my, my answer in my head, I didn't say it out loud, was no. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't envision building, it's actually repairing, but b- building a dam in Africa. And how are, how are we going to get it right? Uh, it ended up being $100,000. How are we going to spend that money wisely and, and safely? Um, and and um, so my, my first thought was no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, a Tennessee boy knows all about dams and with TVA. Right? Yeah, yes, so we you're do. I don't, big. I don't know if they have snail darters in uh, <laughs> in Africa or not. But, uh, yes, excellent. Um, so we uh, we they took us. It was about an hour and a half drive on some dirt roads out from uh, Bulawayo, Zimbabwe, and to a community of about a thousand uh, people um, that uh, rely on the land mm-hmm. and. Um, the uh they, there was a dam they built around this dam the dam broke and um and, and so now they're without they, they already walked two or three miles a day for drinking water mm. talking about going to the the fountain right uh, but now they're without water for livestock uh and, and food mm-hmm. um the uh literally <clears throat> saw a cow that you know the old joke about being skinny could hide behind a pole um wow. and uh and so uh, I'm still skeptical, right? Mm-hmm. H- how are we going to do this? And so the first, the first thing is our, our host, who spoke the, the language, um, th- there was a meeting, um, reminded me of the meeting of Alex Haley and Roots, you know, mm-hmm. out in the hot suns, and um, where there was a negotiation uh, with the local folks there of what work are they going to provide? What are they going to do uh, for the project? They don't have any money, so it's, it's about. This work. all happened in this initial meeting. It did. Wow. Yeah, and um, you know we're getting translation, and yeah, and the um, the the um, the the chief of the community there was talking with our folks and back and forth, and we get translation, and and the the short bottom line of that was there was a ton of manual labor and rocks mm-hmm. and things to be moved, and that's that was what they committed to do that day. That's really cool. We're going to pick right up because that's where I want to talk because that's amazing that it was the very first trip out there and you sort of had your eggs in that basket and never looked back. Or maybe you did look back, but (laughs) we can talk more about that. We're going to continue this conversation right after these messages. Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. It's again Kevin Ray with Mark Griffith, executive producer and co-host. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. You can found, find us at uh, thehousinghour.com. You can find out more about our guest and be able to share this show with friends and family. And today we're talking with Alan Panel from the Rotary Club of Knoxville. Also uh, is uh, the, uh, I guess you're the director of analytics. What is the program called at LMU? Business analytics. Yes. Business analytics. Yes. And we're talking about this project that his group here in Knoxville took on. It was an international project and about 80% of their um, activities are here local, but they also have a, a very uh, good international presence. And one of the projects that they took on was um, in Africa. So uh, uh, he was talking, Alan was talking about his first trip 
he went, he met with some other Rotary members, and which I'm pretty amazed that there was a couple of clubs. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yep. So you met with them, and at some point during the week, you guys loaded up, and you're making this, this journey. Um, how many miles from Zimbabwe was it? I don't remember the mile. It's about an hour and a half drive. So five, probably five yeah. miles. Maybe. Five, five <laughs> miles, yeah. No, but it's so, probably yeah. fairly close yeah. because I know traveling in Zimbabwe is different, of course, yeah. than traveling here. But it was an hour and a half travel. Um, You meet the leaders and there's a negotiation that occurs. And that's sort of where we left off because there's a lot of labor. I mean, I looked at the budget. I mean, there's a lot of you have a lot of moving of dirt. You have a lot of things that, you know, you're going to need to get involved. So talk step from there again. So there's this community of a thousand people that built their life around this dam that then eventually failed. Mm. And um, and so that affects their livelihood, their uh, 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 livestock and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, they don't have the means to fix it and the government won't fix it. I won't, we won't get into all that, but, mm-hmm. um, and, um, and other people had tried to fix it before and it failed. And so I'm, I'm kind of skeptical. I, I, I don't anything about how to build a dam and, um, it's a hundred thousand dollar project. Now the power of rotary, um, it, there's sort of a multiplying effect. We donate money. The district of rotary donates money. Global Rotary matches money, so you can you can create a hundred thousand dollars. Not all that difficult mm. um, uh, uh, with with that sort of matching concept. So anyway, um, that we we talked with the, the the locals there. There was a negotiation on what work they would do. There was agreement on you know what they would do. We still hadn't agreed that we would do the project, and yeah, and that was uh, something else I was yeah, thinking about. You know. It, 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 I guess it, it was a t- you could think of it as a team decision, but I was incoming president, so it was sort of my decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so, I, you know, I slept on it that night, and I, skeptically, I thought, no, no, no way, I, th- this is too risky. I don't, I don't know how to accomplish it. Now, and you know, two things: one, literally just thinking about it all night was, wow, you could, we could do something that will create a lake mm-hmm. and water for a thousand people, and an irrigation uh, part of it that uh, where the they can grow food and et cetera. Um, h- how, how do you say no to that? Um, but it's still got to work, right? And the, the key, uh, we, we lovingly referred to this as our dam project. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I love the it. key, you know, after thinking about just how important it would be and, and, and what a difference it would make, was um, we had a dam engineer. Seriously, and, seriously, and he he had he had repaired over two hundred dams in in Africa. Wow! Um, and I think I sent you guys. You saw some of the sketches and draw. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are engineering drawings and calculations and cubic yards of water and 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 so forth. And it it was the the faith in Rotary and and the belief that it needed to be done and the faith in in, in that engineer. But that, engineers are great to design, but somebody has to actually get in there well, and do it. Yes, and and of course, um, the, the loc- our local rot- Rotarians there know all of the people, the people with the machinery and and so forth. Um, now it's Amazing. it's difficult. It's difficult to get money to Zimbabwe. It's difficult um, to to schedule things. Um, they they call it Africa time, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and we were met with uh, floods and 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 barriers. Um, but I think. Um, Mark, what you saw, uh, I think on Facebook that you gave me a call was yeah. we got a picture a few weeks ago of the la- of a lake where there used to be just arid wow. ground, and we'll be going back next March to 
to see it physically and kind of close everything out. Uh, but to well, see, see that lake. Pro- you see projects all the time coming out of Africa, and it's about digging a well or, or purifying some water right. source. You never see a lake. I, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody make a lake. Could this be the first? I, I mean, I, I don't, I, d- I doubt it, but, it, you know, it's, it, it was the biggest project we've ever done. Um, it was probably the, the most risky if you, you know, kind of look at it as a whole. Uh, but again, the, the power of rotary, trusting people, meeting people, um, they picked the project. Uh, the, you saw all the paperwork behind the scenes to get the grants. Mm-hmm. Rotaries, I think, the top two or three rated um, uh, foundation in, in the world. Um, and uh, so a lot of controls. Um, we had engineers here in, in the States look over, uh, you know, all the work um, and, and added some, you know, soil analyses or, you do know. You, do you have to go into the details of, like, getting uh, insurance and workman comp and things like that? Well, just... that, that is one of the things that's, a, I guess, somewhat of a benefit. <laughs> you it, don't it, have OSHA. It, you, you, don't, you don't have OSHA. You don't, you know, um, deal with those things. The, the government's no help. For the most part, it stays out of the way. Um, which is good, um, but but the locals know the the system, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, so uh, but you know other than some natural things, a flood that literally happened kind of in the middle, the everything went as planned, went smooth. Contractors showed up when they said they would show up, um, and, and did what they said they would do, mm-hmm. and um, it, it was it was pretty amazing. Here's just a little bit of some facts about the dam and also this area so this area gets about 24 inches of rainwater per year compared to knoxville which is almost three times that it's about 60 i mean that gives you just a little bit of an idea because they depend on upon surface water well and it all comes in one season i think two or three months that's that's the issue the the dam collect just catches that 24 inches Mm. and holds it Right. Uh, for the rest of the year. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And so if that's not going to be sufficient, of course, you're going to run out. But not having that dam at all, this this little village, this little community was probably going to go extinct, I would imagine, unless someone stepped in. Right. And I'm sure that bared down on you when you were, you know, sleeping and <laughs> thinking about it. But we're talking about real human lives. Yes. And we're talking about kids. We're talking about it says here there was. This village, unless this is inaccurate, 380 adults and 1,020 children in this vicinity, right? Yes. Um, these are real people. So you really saved a village between you and the people who put put together this incredible plan. I mean, how does that make somebody feel? I just need to know. Oh, well, I mean, a lot of pride mm-hmm. um, for, for sure. Um, and, and just... You, you know, you make friends you'll you'll never forget. Mm, yeah, friendships and um, um, and, and you know, go back to that that world peace. I, I don't foresee will that we'll ever get in a fight with Zimbabwe, but right. but right. It, it, if we did, we know people there. It'll be right. it makes it harder, right? You yeah. you know people there that are your friends and mm-hmm. and and a lot of them have come over and vi- and visit us as well. And, wow. So how long has this project been going? Sorry, Mark. Oh, I think we're uh, we're right at three years from that's not from, bad at all. from from that first walk out there see a big that's, hole in yeah. the dam ha- have the meeting to you know fill out grants mm-hmm. get guarantees collect money build it put up with you know 
African time, African time, and, <laughs> and the monsoon, and yeah. you know a few things. And um, uh, you know, it, in a sense, it's not bad. But if you think yeah. about the fact that some a, a community of a, over a thousand people didn't have water for right. three, of course, they'd already uh, well, they hadn't had it for the five years prior, whatever it was. Right, that's a and, good point. And, and, and I, I'm amazed at their patience. Mm-hmm. I, you know, we the heat went out in my condo complex this weekend and you should see the emails flying. Mm-hmm. It's like the world has ended. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's totally about perspective. It is about, and so we're talking about people that, and that not Of course they didn't do without water. They wouldn't be there, but they, they did without being able to um, grow the things they needed to, to eat well and, mm-hmm. and without having to walk three miles to get drinking water yeah. and probably using what resources they did have to buy food instead of grow it and et cetera. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because these kids, there's a thousand of them, they're going to have an appetite soon. And I mean, we have to, you know, think from a small child, they had to go through that evolution of life. And, you know, you start out, you have a lot, you have a lot of needs and, and water is a key ingredient. And so it's taught, we're talking about health and your immune system is is developing and so you you know as a part of your group you really made a big change in a lot of people's lives we're going to continue this conversation our last segment right here on the housing hour oh yes it will it's been too hard living but i'm afraid to die i don't know what's up there Beyond the sky, it's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come. Oh, yes, it will. I go to the housing hour with Kevin Ray continues. Helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back to the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. Thank you for joining us. We are here in the last segment with our guest. Very, very interesting stuff that we have today. Uh, Dave Panel uh, is our guest. Thank you for joining us, Dave. It's been really great. Yeah, Abe. You remember Dave that worked for us? Dave is the same guy. I was Al in the last segment. <laughs> I'll be Dave. Let's right. call him Dr. Panel. Yes, Dr. Uh, Panel. Alan's great. Um, but we've been talking about just an assortment of things. And I think that the most interesting thing that I've learned so far today is really what, honestly, the, what the Rotarians, what you guys are doing, like boots on the ground. Like, this is what we do, and this is how we do it. And it's so just methodical, and it's very, I think... It, for me, at least, it's, it's kind of inspiring to know that there's a group of 180 people in Knoxville, not just you guys, but the other groups as well, that have something bigger and greater than themselves as their focus. Um, and I know you guys don't have a monopoly on selflessness, but you certainly encompass it. You had a question that you wanted to ask. I, I was just curious of what caused the, the dam to fail originally and how you plan to correct it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, the engineers, I listened to them talk about it. I won't say that I understood everything as a statistician. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it, it, it had to do, the first time I think had to do with the flow of how the water hit the dam and, and kind of settled in the dam and then the overflow on the ends of the dam. Mm. to take the pressure off. And so they made sure that they engineered 
that back in. Um, and then it had been repaired once by just a bunch of nice people getting wheelbarrows and shovels and filling the whole thing up with dirt, and it washed out the first rain. And so, again, there was the engineering science behind how that hole uh, was, was going to be filled uh, in the right engineering way. And we we have a lake. It's so far withstood, I will knock on wood, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were able to test the other components of the dam, yeah. thinking that it is sturdy to withstand pressures. Yeah. Yes, and um, uh, they they changed uh, the, the spillway uh, some. Again, I, I don't understand all the all the details. And, and you know, and they had... Um, you know, engineering drawings of the whole lay of the land, and and um, they they knew if they raised the dam X feet, that would create you know Y more you know water, and so it was very scientific. Yeah, um, and um, so to again, if, if there had been nobody in that club that was a dam engineer. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I don't think we could have committed to it. But yeah, in that club in, in, in over in Zimbabwe, in, okay. in Bulawayo. Gotcha. Because yes. uh, most people just go down and build a you know a community center mm-hmm. for for the inhabitants. Or right. Something. Well, that's I what mean, I was going to say because that night when you thought about all of the things that you had to think about, and they were sort of waiting on your decision, or maybe they thought it was this. Who knows? But because you don't speak Zimbabwe, to my understanding, no, right? I do not. So you you thought about so much and. Um, you could have done so many other things, and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but it is a good way to sort of wrap up the show here. Um, you know, I think about what these people needed, and I think about what it is that you guys could provide, and it's almost like everything had to line up perfectly for this to occur. And and they could have picked any um, little village, right. and you wonder what led them to this village, yeah. you know? Well, I, yeah, I, I'll leave that for greater thinkers, right. uh, cl- uh, clean living and destiny or something yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. Um, that, uh, those were the, that was the connection we had with great Rotarians in Zimbabwe, um, and that was the, the need that was on their mind. And, and mm. then when we met with the folks that it was going to impact, they, they made the commitments you know, to do what they needed to do so that this was a group effort and, and there was ownership and, and buy-in. And we, and we do have a contract with a local mm-hmm. uh, organization that follows up to make sure they do the things to maintain the dam, maintain the irrigation. So there's follow-up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I guess uh, we've been, people have been quoting Ronald Reagan lately, you know, trust but verify. And, mm-hmm. uh, so there, there, there's follow-up. But, yeah, I mean, just – there's a whole lot that's got to go. It's got to be done right. It takes money. It takes engineering. But at the end of the day, it's it's a beautiful lake that's impacting a th- over a thousand people's lives. And that's incredible. That that's that's hard to beat. As mm-hmm. far as a rotary project, yeah. How does this rank among other projects? It's it's the biggest one we've done. Um, I, I I imagine it 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 would be of the bigger ones within within rotary but i i probably not like the biggest ever or something like that mm-hmm. i'd be curious um, to know what the yeah, biggest ever was um well i mean if it, from a club i don't know obviously the, the polio, polio is yeah. I, I forget what we're into how many billions uh for for polio um mm-hmm. the gates foundation now matches two for one what we raise is rotarian so the gates foundation's involved with with that as well and he's trying to give his billions away yes you know and, and, and so well i was you know 
one of the things that I think most people think when they think of a big project like this is they think of all the problems that would come with this type of activity. And um, I was That's talking. That's why they have Alan. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I was thinking last night and I was talking with some friends and, and I was talking about how I look at my life through different lenses. And one of the lenses I look through is that like that 300 millimeter and it's just right on the problem. And all I can think about is, is the problem. Like, I don't think of the solution. I just think, man, poor pitiful me. It's like self pity run riot. But then there's this other lens that's more of the wide angle lens. And and I like photography. So it's like a Tokina 11 to 17. You can see everything. Like you see the big picture. You know, and, and that's the lens that I'm most comfortable in. And of, of course, it's the lens I like to view the world from because you cannot just see the Zimbabwe village or the Knoxville suburb. You see the entire picture. And and I think that's really cool. And, and what what do you think about how it is that the lens that your club looks out of? Um, you guys obviously have to look closely at the problem, but you also look at the big picture, right? Well, yes, I, I think it's a big, I, I, I'm with you. I'm a big picture guy. Mm-hmm. Um, this actually tested my detail ability, mm-hmm. if you will. <laughs> um, and, and, but I think you get in rotary and you get involved in projects because of the big picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then when, when that comes together, then you've got to focus on the details to get it right. Mm-hmm. So. And the details, I looked through, you know, the proposal and also the, the really nicely put together PowerPoint presentation that you guys had. And you see all of the reasons why that you guys did what you did. And, um, you know, in March, when you go back, you'll have to bring back a bunch of pictures oh, yeah, will. and we'll definitely want to have you back on. And in the remaining moments of the show, cause we only have about two and a half minutes to go. Um, there's a lot of things that you guys have in the future. I'm sure planned. What's the next big project or are you in the middle of sort of thinking about that and all of those things? Yeah. I, I think um, internationally, we're, we're 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 probably in the middle of thinking about all that. We we've the I think this project took all the effort that the club in Zimbabwe had, mm-hmm. and and so we would have maybe done another one by now, but I, mm-hmm. we had to get this one finished. So when we go back in March with them, we'll 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 talk with them mm-hmm. uh, as well. We are. Um, it seems like these for us. These start with our members. We have a member who's from Mauritania. Mm. Uh, we're building a school wow. right now in Mauritania. Hmm. Um, so that's a, a pretty big, which we actually bypassed Rotary International on this one mm-hmm. just to get short because of the French and the translations it was going to be too hard to go through that whole process. So we're kind of doing this one ourselves. So, hmm. um, so, we, so we, you're doing other projects. We, there's always projects. Um, you know, this year our local projects with Second Harvest, and and so we've oh, been good. supporting them, and that's awesome, and uh, working with them every second Saturday, and, and and so forth. That's great. Well, we love the Second Harvest and the Food for Kids. It's a great yeah. organization. Um, so. If you're interested out there and you're listening, maybe you want to learn more about the Rotary Club and how would they be able to go maybe yeah. investigate? Well, uh, so we're the Rotary Club of Knoxville. You can go to, I think we're at knoxvillerotary.org. Mm-hmm. Um, that also will give you links to the other six clubs in Knoxville. There's mm-hmm. great club, you know, there's seven great clubs in Knoxville. Um, we meet uh, every Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, normally at the Marriott, which is changing names. Mm. Um, so if you go to the website, we, we, we might be moving around the next month, but you can see where we meet. You'd be welcome to come anytime. Just say, Alan invited me. Okay. And, uh, we get and a free lunch. You get, you get, you get one free lunch. <laughs> one free lunch. Uh, uh, the second one you got to buy yourself. There is a free lunch. Uh, yeah. 
And um, but but there's a lot of great clubs in town. They all have their own personality. They meet at different times, different days, different geography. Mm-hmm. A lot of people kind of choose it, choose a club by that. But uh, we'd love to uh, meet some new people. Mm-hmm. And I think if you want to get involved with something, not just in your community, but also have a piece of the you know international sort of um, you know stuff. I think this is a great opportunity. If nothing else, you can go network with people and learn more about you know whatever the speaker is talking about right. for that given meeting. Yeah. Well, so. we have. You know, the football coach has spoken to us since General Neyland. Mm, and, wow. you know, we have the governor. We have, you know, what we have variety of. Mm-hmm. of so as I always have an interesting. Have you had Mark Griffith? We haven't, but, no. but we'll, 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 we'll work on that. Yeah. We'll work on that. Well, it's been a real pleasure to have you in today. Thank you so much for coming in. Well, thanks for doing this, and thanks for highlighting uh, Rotary. Really Absolutely. appreciate that. No problem at all. Well, guys, we will have this show up and on thehousinghour.com. We would love for you to go listen. And thanks to Alan. Uh, panel and also everyone else. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time right here on the Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.